Before Mark comes forward to give a report about the work that God has called him to, I want to just tell you a little bit about him. He's originally from Huntsville, Alabama. His wife, Stephanie, is from South Jackson, a graduate of Forest Hill High School. Uh, they both went to Mississippi College and met there and married, uh, went to Covenant Theological Seminary in St. Louis. And then uh, following that, he's uh, been a pastor at Trinity Presbyterian Church in Montgomery, uh, Greenville, South Carolina, Maryville, Tennessee, and uh, has just recently been at Chelsea, Alabama. Uh, they have four children, uh, triplets, and then a son. So that means they have four children in college right now. Do the math. Um, two are at Covenant College and two are at MC. Uh, and so we are uh, so glad the Lord has called them uh, to Ocean Springs, Mississippi, uh, where uh, Mark will be the church planner as uh, the Lord uh, has already been developing a core group there. You remember Philip Seeley had been called, but then in God's providence passed away. And uh, the Lord has raised up this family to come and to continue that work. And so we're excited uh, to hear how God is, is at work through you and, and in you. Thank you, brother, for being here with us. Thanks, Caleb. It is great. It's great to be here with you. I want to thank you for the invitation from the missions team, from Tom Young and others, and from the pastoral staff of this church. Thank you for the privilege of being here with you. Like Caleb just said, uh, it's, been a, it's been a long journey to lead us to this place. And in the sake of time, I want to I sum that up as, as quickly as I can. Like Caleb said, I've been a senior pastor for the last 20 years or so, youth pastor before that, um, 12 years in East Tennessee, eight years in Birmingham, Alabama. And through that whole time, my identity really was to be that pastor, that shepherd of the flock, taking the word down into people's lives. About three or four years ago, and I want you to remember that phrase, three or four years ago, <clears throat> the Lord began to do something new in my life, while not removing that call of the, the word and the church, and the church is always the bride, loving the church as much as ever, but the Lord began to do something leading me more and more outside the walls of the church, um, to students in my community, or guys in my gym, or people that I met in different restaurants, but just more and more the Lord began to do things outside the walls, so that really people began to speak into my life and say, Mark, we know you're a pastor, but do you think God might be leading you in a new direction? Do you think God might be leading you into evangelism or maybe even to church planting? And I said, oh, I hope not. I don't want to do that. Um, but, but that's what began three or four years ago, really in such a repeated way that we, Stephanie and I had begun to say and had to say, God, what are you doing in this? That then intersected us with Ocean Springs coming up on two summers ago, summer of 20. Ocean Springs is a town that we've been going to for years. We have friends there, uh, have visited there ever since our college days. Never once considered moving there because there wasn't a church there. And, and I'm a pastor, not a church planter. You hear that theme, okay? But for anybody who's been down on the coast, there is a bridge that runs from Biloxi to Ocean Springs. Three and a quarter miles to run it back and forth. Every time I'm down there, I run that bridge. I was actually down there after Katrina when the old bridge was folded up like an accordion and I saw it like that. But they rebuilt this new bridge and ever since they did, every time I'm down in Ocean Springs, I run that bridge. You can look at me and tell that I'm not a runner. So when I'm running that bridge three and a quarter miles, I, every step of the way I'm praying, God don't let me die. But I'm also praying for Ocean Springs. 
Because Ocean Springs is a town where if you know it at all, if you've got any spiritual discernment at all, it's an artist town, it's a musician town, it's a town full of festivals and, and things like that. But it, I love the theme that y'all have at this missions conference. It is a town of deep spiritual darkness. And you can feel it if you're there. Whereas in most towns in Alabama, where I'm from, um, or in Mississippi, mo most of the people around Jackson you walk to, and of course I'm a Christian. Uh, I'm, my, my granddaddy was a deacon in the Methodist church or something like that. Ocean Springs, and Philip Seeley's the one who did the research for this. Ocean Springs, 85% of the people there will tell you that they are not a Christian. That they want, don't want to be a Christian. Most of them have a post-Christian story. I was in the church and I left that behind. Most of them are either angry at God. I met a guy down there this summer when I was there. Who, When he found out I was a pastor, he pounded his, his hand on the bar where he was. And he said, you're a pastor. Why did your God let my, my wife die of cancer? So there's people down there with questions like that. Either angry at God or thinking that God is angry at them. They've run too far. They've done too much. Their life is too messed up. They can never find their way back. The way Stephanie and I have described it to people, Ocean Springs is a town that is full of lost people who don't know that there's a savior. So after I was running the bridge down there and praying for, the, praying for Ocean Springs, and I called up a guy named Tim Horn, who's a pastor down there in Biloxi, and said, hey, look, I've been praying for this town. Tell me about Ocean Springs. He told me the story of Philip Seeley, a man who I've never met. But he told me about Philip and Lori and how they began to, to plant there. And, and then Philip got sick and passed away. And, and Tim said, you know, it's been a couple years now. Nothing's going on since then. We're praying for the next guy to come. And I got off the phone, honest to God, I got off the phone and I said, thanks for telling me how to pray. I'm going to pray more about that. And I thought, boy, what poor sucker is going to go do that? Okay. And I honestly thought I'd never hear from them again. Uh, that did lead to conversations. Their team called us up. We began to talk. Honestly, when they first called and said, you know, we want to talk to you. I was like, well, yeah, I'll help you maybe find the next guy. Again, not having any idea that it might be me. My wife's got better antenna than me. And she, in the meantime, had begun, she found we're in Birmingham. And if you know Birmingham at all, there's an area called Highway 280 where everybody is with all the stores and all that. And she'd be driving up and down Highway 280 and just unbidden found herself praying for the lost in Ocean Springs, praying for lost people in Ocean Springs whom we've never met, people we don't know. But she, so she was, she was actually the first one to come and say, you know what? God might be doing this. God might be in this. That led to a conversation with us and the team there, and we began to see Ocean Springs through new eyes. Began to, what would it look like to come down and plant a church here? But even in saying that, I need to tell you, it's going to look different. Most church plants, and, and God bless, but most church plants, you move to a town, you plant, you put a sign out front, and you say, hey, the new church is in town. But what ends up doing, happening is all the Christians in town come running. That would be the worst thing in the world to do in Ocean Springs because none of the lost would come. So what we're praying for is a church plant through a house church in Ocean Springs. One of the things you can pray for us is the right house that we can make a house of hospitality, a house of welcoming, a house where lost people can come and ask their questions. And what we're going to do is we're going to move to Ocean Springs or we're going to go fishing. I'm going to be in the government street district, the bars and the clubs and the place where all the lost people hang out. 
and where people are already saying, please come and please share hope with us. And we, what our prayer is, is to go find, take this core that Philip started and we're going to build a gospel community to bring the lost people into our home, share the gospel with them and build a church around that around the evangelism and the great commission being accomplished. Stephanie and I are praying for a vision that 10 years from now, and this is obviously in the Lord's hand, but we're praying for a vision that 10 years from now, we will look out at a church, just like I'm looking at you now, that we'll look out at a church full of people worshiping Jesus Christ, who tonight, February, what is this, 9th, 2022, do not know Jesus Christ. We're praying for a church built off of conversions. We're praying to disciple a church that direction. I saw a video that Philip, Philip Seely made before he passed away. Some of you may have seen it, where he was driving around Ocean Springs and talking about the need for a gospel community to take the gospel into Ocean Springs. And Philip said, in that video, there's a part, I've, I've watched this 50 times, there's a part where he, he knew he was sick and he said, it is very possible unless the Lord does something different. It's very possible that I may be just here turning over soil for somebody else who's going to come and plant seeds and see fruit come for the gospel. He made that video three or four years ago. Do you hear it? When my wife and I were not even thinking of the coast at all, when we didn't know the Seelys, when we didn't know Ocean Springs other than a town for us to pass through and for me to run the bridge, God was at work through all of that to bring us there. And we believe that he's gone ahead of us to prepare the hearts of people in Ocean Springs to receive the gospel. I'll tell you one quick story. This past fall, we were down there with the team that's calling us down. It's going to be a plant of M&A, a plant of the Presbytery. So I met with the Presbytery down, down there, and it was the day that the call was made official. The day that it was, they'd officially extended the call. They placed it in my hands, uh, all the harumph rumps at Presbytery and all that. And then I turned to the leader of the team down there, a guy named Tim. And I said, Tim, let's go celebrate. Let's go get some cheese sticks and Cokes. That's how I celebrate. That's how I roll with things. Okay. Food is my love language. So we went and found, we were in Biloxi. We went and found a little, just a dive restaurant. We're ordering cheese sticks and Cokes. Waitress comes up and we strike up a conversation with her. Her name was Alicia, and she had tattoos all over her. And tattoos can actually be a great way to start a conversation with somebody. So, we, so I asked her, I said, Alicia, after we chatted a little bit and earned her trust, I said, Alicia, do your tattoos have a story? And she said, well, they do. And I was amazed at the profound level of trust she showed us. She showed us one arm. She said, this is, this is the story of my mom who I lost. Then she showed us the other arm and she said, this is the story of my daughter who I lost. And then she showed us a tattoo. It was almost like in the shape of a woman's necklace, sort of scooped across here, but it only went halfway across. And she said, this is the story of my struggle with addiction to drugs and alcohol. But that story, that struggle's not done yet. And so the tattoo is not done yet. And then she said this, and you can call up Tim from First Pres Biloxi. He will verify every word of this. She said this, I'm quoting her. She said, these things, my mom, my daughter, the, the addictions, they've been incredibly painful. And I don't know who to talk to about that. She said, again, exact quote. She said, I want to pray about it, but I don't know who to pray to. She didn't say, I, know how to pr I don't know how to pray. She said, I don't know who to pray to. 
And then she said this. She said, I'd love to talk to somebody about this, but I don't live in Biloxi. I work here at this restaurant in Biloxi. She said, I live in a little town called Ocean Springs. And I have nobody that I can talk to about this in Ocean Springs. And on the day that I had accepted the call, I had the privilege to look at her. And now tears were going down her eyes, tears were going down my eyes. And I had the privilege of saying, Alicia, my wife and I are moving to Ocean Springs and we would love to get to know your story. And she said, oh, please, I would, I would love that so much. They're lost. They don't know that there's a savior. Alicia is going to be one of the first people I look up when we move there. And what we're doing now is building a team, a team of partners, supporters, churches that are coming alongside. We are in, in about three months, we are at about 60% of our support raised. God is wonderfully bringing people onto our team. We invite you to join that team. There's material here, there's material in the back. And if, you, if the Lord leads, we would love for you to join our team of prayer partners and supporters to get us to Ocean Springs for people like Alicia so that we can go and take the gospel where it is desperately, desperately needed. Thanks for having us here tonight. I look forward to worshiping more with you. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Let me uh, pray for Mark and for Stephanie, and then uh, he'll come back up and open God's word with us. Let's pray together. Lord, how encouraging it is to know and to hear that you are at work. Lord, you have many people in the city of Ocean Springs. Lord, you have your elect scattered throughout that community and you have chosen a people for yourself. You've given them to your son. And we thank you that you have called Mark and Stephanie to go and to share Christ and to be the light to the world there. Lord, we thank you for the glorious truth that some plant the seed, some water the seed, but you alone are the one who gives the growth. And so, Lord, we pray that you would go before the horns, that you would be there to sustain them in the midst of the work, that you would, by your Holy Spirit, uh, cause blind eyes to see, cause hard hearts to be softened to the word of Christ. Lord, would you cause those who are dead in sins and trespasses to be made alive? Lord, we pray uh, that by your effectual call, you would enlighten the eyes of those who are blind, that you would uh, convert and convince unbelievers of their unbelief and of their sin, Lord, that you would renew their wills so that they might embrace the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray that Mark, Stephanie, all the core group that is down there would have boldness and courage and would have freedom to freely proclaim the love of God in Christ. Now, Lord, we ask uh, that you would be, uh, even now, stirring in the hearts of folks like Alicia, Lord, that they would be ready to hear the gospel. And Lord, we pray for Mark and Stephanie that as they seek to raise support these next few months, as they eventually seek to sell their house and to find a house, Lord, would you go before them? Would you answer their prayer for a house that would be well-suited for ministry and for hospitality? Lord, that would have ample space and that would have a yard, whatever they might need, Lord, to, to serve the community there and to bring the gospel in power, that their love for this community and their words that they speak Lord, would abound with much fruit for your kingdom. King Jesus, we thank you that you reign and rule. And we ask that you would continue uh, to do a mighty work uh, here in this state and particularly in the city of Ocean Springs. Lord, we look forward to hearing uh, of the report of what you do through the horns. 
And Lord, we thank you for them. We pray now that you would bless your word to us as we hear Mark open up the scriptures. Lord, would you cause your seed to not fall in hardened hearts or rocky soil or thorny soil, but Lord, would you make us to be good soil that bears much fruit. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.